Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. All right, so we are going to be talking to someone who is choosing to remain anonymous for this interview, and she's just as fabulous as her namesake that we chose tonight. So we're going to go ahead and call her Moira tonight. So welcome Moira to the Hello. show. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you give us a little rundown about where you were in your life? Uh, what vulnerabilities you had and, and sort of where you were mentally when MLM sort of was introduced into your life? Okay. Um, What's really interesting is that I have, you've spoken about this in the past, in your past podcast, but I've been in um, three MLMs, <laughs> but the magical number three. Totally, and totally the, magic the, magical number. the magical number three. And I'm just going to list some. The first one, of course, was um, uh, Lula Row, which we can talk about in a little bit. And the second one is, uh, was Color Street. And the third one, I, I cannot say. <laughs> because and you'll know why later <laughs> but in the beginning um I had uh, three kids I have three boys and uh I was a stay-at-home mom and um and my life was a little bit crazy I have twins and um you know it's all about the kids and the babies and stuff and and I just this is what, right around when LuLaRoe was getting really big and one of the moms she started selling it and we would go to you know she had her uh who she happened to you know later on become my sponsor but she had like she had set up her entire living room as the her lula lula room <laughs> her lula room her whole living room was just clothes everywhere Oh, wow. You know, and and she, for anybody who was not in LuLaRoe, the, the name Room was the name that we would give the designated space in our house for our inventory to live. <laughs> I haven't called said, our LuLaRoom. <laughs> I haven't said that name or that word in so long. Um, but anyway, I had to actually go back and try to look at the time that when I joined, because I'm like, it was so long ago. But it was in, I want to say around December 2016. 2016 yeah December uh but anyway she was a super sweet lady very nice and you know you're in these um mom groups um your mom's club and everyone knows everybody and you go to the play dates and and whatnot so I kind of knew her through a couple other friends that we shared with so we would be going and um the leggings were soft and and I'm like, this is so weird. Like, why would people be selling? I mean, at first I was like, this is really weird that this woman's house is completely filled with clothes and in a, her guest room, her uh, uh, dining room, I think. And um, she was a vegetarian. So people would like ask like, well, don't the clothes like smell like what you cook? And she's like, oh, we're vegetarians. And so, you know, it doesn't, I, and you know. It doesn't retain the meat smell if you're like, worried. <laughs> doesn't retain the meat smell. So I was like, okay, okay, sure. And then I, I, I bought a pair of leggings because it was all about the buttery soft leggings and, you know, was it $25? And I've never like really wore leggings because they, I, you know, I never really wore leggings. I can't, now I can't remember what I wore before LuLaRoe. 
<laughs> but I was like, these are really comfortable. And then you look at the dresses and then like the perfect tees was my go-to shirt. Like I always wore a perfect tee. I mean, it looked good with everything. Um, so anyway, so that's how I kind of like, and she was like making tons of money. Like it was hand, was it hand over fist? And, and I'm like, and she, and it looked like she wasn't even trying. She's like, come on over, you know, and we'll all like over with Linda and Beth and, you know, walk away with bags that, you know, we just drop a hundred yeah, and walk away it was home. Insane and back it then. was. And then, then of course, I mean, I guess she wasn't very predatory. It was just, I mean, it's the clothes sold itself. Right. Uh, so we would go down the list of, okay, who's having a, a party? Who's having a party? Let's go to so-and-so's house. Cause that's, I mean, we didn't have to have it at our house. We just went to her house. So we would all just go to her house. And so, okay, so-and-so's having a party this weekend. We're going to so-and-so's house. And, and it looks so easy, right? And um, my husband at the time, um, he was commuting into the city. Um, he worked in San Francisco. So I was home with all the kids. And, I, you know, it was just like, this seems like a really good way to make extra money. Um, and, of course, the huge buy-in was, you know, let's drop, was it 5K? to start yeah, this minimum 5,000 yeah and we talked about it and it and it was like oh well not a lot of people are going to join who's going to have 5,000 laying around you know that's what and, I thought too they proved <laughs> us wrong didn't they oh my god <laughs> every so I don't know if um your listeners know the beginning of when you join you're in this was it Lula coup or the 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 queue to join. Queue, yeah. And they were how many how many people were they onboarding boarding like? Oh gosh, at the end of 2016, hundreds? at least a hundred, if not more. I was a like, day. where a are day. these people coming from? <laughs> I was like, where are these people coming from? And I started kind of getting nervous and feeling like, oh, it was kind of like a gamble. Like, um, are we are we joining at a good spot where they're getting popular? are we joining when it's when it's getting saturated because you know we were trying to be smart about it at the time you know I wasn't like me joining Avon you know I drop in my 99 bucks it was just like you know a huge sum of money right and I felt like that big sum of money made it seem even more legitimate than something like Mary Kay or Avon because it was like you need to be really serious if you're dropping that amount of money you're not just you know getting a free lipstick or whatever so it, it felt like it was even more legitimate but you know, we come to find out that that's not the case at all. So, uh, so that's how I, that's how I got into MLMs, you know. I, okay. I, so you just were, <laughs> you enjoyed the clothes and you were popping from party to party and checking out everything's different every time. So you're just sort of looking for that unicorn and. Oh my what, God, the unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> what point, the unicorns. At what point did you decide? Yeah. Like we're going to, like, we're joining this. Well, you know, we talked it over and um, like I said, we were wondering if we'd join at the right time and it was just like, you know, let's just do it. And it seemed like it was, I hate to say it, it seemed like easy money, really, you know, oh, yeah. I, mean, I, was, 100%. I was home anyways, I was home anyways. And then you did these online parties and it seemed something that was doable you know, for a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> right. Oh, man, man. Did I? So how long were you in the queue for? I was in the queue for, I want to say, five weeks, I think. Like, okay. it was in, like, January. Like, it was in January. I had all the numbers saved on my phone. And, don't you know, it was all that hype. All that hype of so much hype. So much hype. 
And you do know, you remember how you felt the day you got that phone call to onboard? I was actually in the shower. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> this is, I was actually in the shower when the phone rang and then I had it listed on my phone as pick up, it's LaLaRoe, you know, that was what it was saved on my phone as, and with the unicorns and stuff. And I like, oh my God, I was shaking and I got out and answered it. And I can't even remember the lady that like was got like, out you? of your shower to answer <laughs> the LuLaRoe phone call. Well, I was, um, and I was so excited and I was shaking. And, um, and then of course, you know, you drop the money and then you wait for, you, you built your, your, Facebook group, and then you wait for the UPS guy to show up with all those boxes. And then um, my sponsor at the time, again, she was super sweet. Um, Cause she was, she was very surprised that I wanted to join her at all. She's like, I don't really, really, you want to join me? Um, okay, you know, and it was I just feel one like of those. I felt that way every time anybody was like, I think I want to do this. I'm like, for real? Okay. <laughs> there was you so know, much and- money. I thought like, how? how are people just joining just so willy nilly? <laughs> like, okay. It was insane. Well, so yes, all, I experienced that same exact phenomenon. All the hype, you know, all the hype. And, um, and yeah, she was, we were under someone, our team, you know, the team under the team, team superstar or whatever it was. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, she kind of did her thing and she didn't know how to run a team. And so it wasn't one of those, she wasn't really like, oh, you know, I got to get everyone to join and be under me so I can be this, you know, overlord type of person, but, <laughs> but more like, oh, oh, you want to join? Oh, okay. Well, well, here's my link <laughs> you know, type of thing. So, um, so I got all my boxes in and she was super excited because everyone was excited to see what you were going to get. Like, oh, yeah, you got that I print, you that got too. that print, you know, and then, and then it was okay. That first initial shipment. And then like you mentioned in your past podcast, like you just kept getting the same thing, like, you know, the same thing in like three different sizes. And then, you know, you ordered those sizes too. But I mean, looking back, I had no business whatsoever to be buying clothing inventory in sizes because I always bought my the size I wore because I was like, ooh, I'm going to get that one. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. You know, and... <laughs> Yeah. And they say we're not the customer, but we're like, okay, if there's any oh. extra, like if you ever yeah. had to like get to that 33, oh my you God. would just go down the list of your favorite styles and be like, well, I'll just get two of this in my size and two of this. And hopefully one of them would be good. <laughs> just, and you're like shopping for yourself. Uh, I would, I would be like, I just need to get um, a Sloan and I got to make that like, you know, $12. I just need, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was so ridiculous. And you know, it was like, you didn't think about it at the time because, um, you know, you're like, okay, well, I got to get my 33 in so I can buy, sell more things to buy more inventory, you know? And then they can, I mean, all this is coming back to me now years later on what it was the let's, let's work our butts off to earn enough money to buy more inventory. <laughs> It's so true. You want to get into that sweet spot. You're going to get in that oh, sweet yes. spot where you have, you know, X I'm, amount of every size and every style. Right. And so I was so reluctant to do buy. that. I was so reluctant to do that. So then I'm like, you know, I'm just going to be the plus size LuLaRoe shop. Just come to my shop. I have everything plus size because, you know, I like to wear a lot of this stuff. 
too. But anyway, and then this was, I was in it for about six months and then we had to move. Like we upped and moved account in a, in a county in an area that we had been for like 10 years and um, moved to a city that I've never lived in, never been in. It was just an abrupt, like I was leaving all my friends, moving to this unknown place. Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, well, thank God I have a little road because I can sell all my stuff online, <laughs> right? So then I moved to, I moved to this new town and there was literally a Lulo retailer on every corner of the block. Like it felt like it. Oh my gosh. So you moved to a new town and it's fully saturated it's, with Lula Hunts. It was totally saturated. Cause like, I think w- the area that I lived in, there was literally three retailers in the entire county, like three or four. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be doing good here. And then life changed and we had to move. So I moved to this completely saturated area. And um, then of course I started getting crap in my boxes, you know, and then, um, and that leads me into my second LMLM. <laughs> so, so what made you decide to leave LuLaRoe? Like it just wasn't working anymore. Oh, I, um, I was in two MLMs at the same time. Oh, so you I, were doing LuLaRoe and then you well, decided was, I'm going to supplement my LuLaRoe with another MLM. Um, I didn't decide someone PM'd me. Um, it was from a mother's group, a local mother's group. And, you know, it was against the rules. Like a lot of these mothers groups, like you're not allowed to uh, PM anybody, um, you know, because all of the MLM ladies would be, would like to be spamming and messaging people. So it was against the rules of the group. I'm so thankful uh, that Facebook groups have those no MLM like rules and then no messaging rules. But like we're finding out right now, not everybody follows them. No, no, they don't. So um, I get... A message from this woman in my new town and she's like oh I would love to collaborate with you and your LuLaRoe and I happen to have joined this round level floor um MLM called um Color Street you know and so I'm like oh yes ground floor opportunity ground floor opportunity well no she didn't approach me that way because later on, she told me, she was like, oh, you know, my, uh, I didn't, I wanted to be like, you know, my integrity and stuff like that. So I wanted to collaborate with you, you know, with your LuLaRoe and my color street. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, most ladies in MLMs, they're very, very nice, very um, just easygoing. So like I invited the strange lady from the internet to my house. <laughs> And, uh, and women in MLM are very supportive of other women in yes. MLM. And very it's very much, much so. like, I'll have a party for you. If you have a party for me, I'll spend a hundred dollars with you. If you spend a hundred dollars with me. Oh, I, I joined, um, it's a story from the time, but I joined a um, local women's business group, which ah, was like 95% okay. MLM. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> anyway, story for another time. But anyway, so that's how I ended up being in two MLMs at the same time. Uh, she came over and showed me this like, ooh, new. They were toting it as something new. Like I, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a lady that does her nails. I'm just, I'm very like easygoing. Like I don't do my nails and stuff like, stuff like that. So um, 
she comes over and she does a demo on me. And I don't know if you've seen, have you ever tried the color street strips? I, I have actually. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, in, um, she puts it on my, my finger and then rips off the end. And then she's like, that's it. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so easy. This is so easy. Now tell me again about this opportunity. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. No dry time. Look at my nails are done. Oh, what, no dry what's time. the deal here? So, um, and she was like, oh yeah, you know, ground floor. And, and um, I really did, my intention was not to come over and try to, you know, sign you up for this, um, for a color suite or anything like that. Right. And, and, um, but, you know, where I think it was like four weeks old or whatever it was at the time that I signed up. And at the time I was doing terrible with LuLaRoe. I mean, I was like losing money left and right. And I'm like, oh, ground floor opportunity. Hmm unsaturated area you say you know and and it long story short I was like I can I can sell this to make up for the the stuff I'm losing in 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 um LuLaRoe you know that that mentality brilliant idea that's totally gonna work that's totally (laughs) how you felt right you're like this is the answer they say it's best to get in early early and I'm getting in early this is going to be the answer to all my problems so um that is how I was in to MLMs and that's why I left LuLaRoe because I was like I'm you know I can't I can't keep this up I can't keep losing money and so so you just noticed that your MLM that your LuLaRoe MLM was just losing you money and and it wasn't sustainable anymore and you joined this other one and then just said "Eh, well I'll just do this one instead yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like I, uh, it did you me, have a, like a going out of business sale with LuLaRoe oh, and liquidate oh, yes. everything as much every, as you can? Oh, everyone was. And it's so funny because at the time that, you know, when they were not, when they got rid of that buyback program and they had that little window in the summertime and I had someone on my team who was absolutely, she was really sweet, super sweet lady. Um, she, she was the smart one. She was like, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, eat out of here and because she did she made she made so much money like she had, <laughs> yeah she, she made so much money and then we were like why are you quitting you're on top of your game she's like you know I'm I already she had a goal for herself to make a certain amount to do something with it and she had hit it she's like okay I'm I'm done I'm gone you know and and I was like she's like this I'm, ship is sinking you guys I'm getting off <laughs> I had wished so badly I wouldn't be like well, this is a bad sign. Maybe I should follow her. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I'm just going to stick it out for, cause they kept telling you like stick it out for three months or six months or whatever, you know? And um, so anyway, I did the going out of business sale with that. And, um, and then it all lit, where did it all live? It lived in one of my son's closet. Uh, I was able to pare it down to like maybe six tubs. And then it lived in my son's closet wow. for like, I'm going to say like a year. And where is it now? It is gone. <laughs> it is completely gone. <laughs> How does gone. it feel? It feels great. It's completely gone because I gave away. I gave it away. Like it was like, I'm not going to sit here and try to haggle a pair of leggings for five bucks. You know, I just, I just needed it gone. And, you know, yeah. 
I feel that. And I, I'm not even going to go over the numbers of how much money that was lost. Substantial amount. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So you leave LuRoe, you go out of business, you're in Color Street. Mm-hmm. How's that going for you? So at the time, now I'm at the time I'm at a new place and it's like, well, you need to get out there. It's a new product. You need to build your team. You need to, um, this is a new product. You need to be the first person. They need to know your name, Moira. And, you know, you're like, that's my Color Street girl, you know? And at the time I was like, how am I going to do this? (laughs) How am I going to do this with all my kids and stuff? And, and you know how you do it on the weekends, you give up your weekends. Yeah. I was signing up to go do some booth and I couldn't talk to people because it, I, I wasn't really trained. (laughs) There's that one aspect that people don't talk about is they don't really train you on that. You know, they're like, they're, no, absolutely not. There you go. They're no, like, here. here's your kit. Good luck. You're so wonderful. People are just going to want to join you, you know, like, oh, you have such a personality and this and that. And just always be sharing the opportunity. Oh my gosh. Oh no. It's always, what was it? ABC always be, oh wait, no. Always, always be, be closing. <laughs> I'll be closing. That's right. Always be closing. I, I don't have a sales background, so I hate sales. I mean, I hate anything to do with sales, right? And here I am in an MLM that sell things, you know, you know how um, many people are like, I can't sell anything to anyone. And somehow I found myself in three to five MLMs or you go <laughs> so going one after the other. It's because they condition you to think maybe it's the next, it's the next MLM that actually, so, I, the, so, so in color street, right. I'm, I, it, they were like a couple months old. I am, um, I'm like someone who's not really like talking to a lot of people because I can't get out because I've got kids and stuff. And then um, people would join me because it was like, oh, it's new. I'll join you because it's new, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, sure, you know, sure. And then my offline would be like, oh, you're so amazing and this and that. And and you've done this before, you did Row, And so she kind of like left me alone because she was like, oh, you can, you've got this, you've got this, you know? And I'm like, no, I don't got this. And that's- She's like, potato, potato, you don't need me. <laughs> and so I felt like we were left by ourselves. Like, and this was when um, the company was new, everything was being built. Like we didn't, there wasn't much of training, I believe. And um, it was interesting to be, you know, looking back, it was interesting seeing the company grow from being a couple months old to however old it is now. Um, so were you like a founder? Oh, with no, Color no, Street? no, no. I wasn't a founder with Color Street. My upline was a founding stylist with Color Street. And um, I wasn't a founder. I think they cut that off. At, I, I don't know. I don't know how you became one. I think they cut it off. But a lot of my uplines were all from different MLMs. And they were all from MLMs that they were top in, like, you know, you get the person at the top of this other one to come join and they bring their team over. And, and it, it was a very educationally educational experience for me. Is that the word? Yeah. It's interesting so, to see that from the inside. Yeah. And at the same time, while I was in color street, I, I was, I was always skeptical. That's a, that's a one thing that 
I was so glad that I kind of kept to my kept with me was that I was skeptical of everything that was going on because um, it seemed like everything was so secretive. You know, look, yeah. looking looking back, you know, you were this lowly stylist, and you're kind of like nobody until you like rank, you know, until you get right. someone on your team. And one of the things that I always wanted to, when I talk to people about MLMs and, you know, everyone thinks about the pyramid scheme, but no one ever really looks at what's going on in the pyramid structure. And I had to learn how, like, I had to learn well, what happens when you build a team. Um, you know, you need this many legs to hit this, this rank. And, and then the people underneath you in this leg needs to hit this rank for you to hit that rank, you know? And so, I mean, when you say pyramid scheme, you think, oh, it's all money, you know, trickling down or trickling up, whatever. But like, I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. Here, let me get you a chart, you know? <laughs> and yeah, this is- it's really confusing and convoluted with how many people that you have to have underneath you to hit a certain thing. And then when mm-hmm. you hit that thing, you have to have a certain amount of that kind of person underneath you to hit the next one. And it, it's really, really difficult. It is. And the one thing also is to maintain all of that. And it that resets was, on the first of the month oh every month. I hated the first of the month and the last of the month. Um, well, that was everything. I That was things I had to learn. Like when I, when we first started or when I first started, I had to learn, like I had to find out along the way by myself, like my upline. I didn't learn any of that from my upline. And then the upline above her, um, it was like, they kind of ignored you until you hit a certain rank. And so I, um, you know, I got people to sign up with me because it was early. And then I ranked because I got people to rank and it was, I wanted to say it was kind of naturally in a way, cause I, it was all new to me and I tried, I always say this when I talk to people about MLMs, I tried so hard to do this with integrity, like no lying, no, you know, being who I was. And um, like to this day, I'll have people say, you were the best upline, you know, because <laughs> you were, you never pushed me, you never, you know, um, did this and that. And in a way you can't do that when you're in an MLM, MLM because that's how you lose legs. Right. You know, if you're, Once if you you're start not being like, honest is when it starts to fall apart yeah, because it's you, core competency is de- deception. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I would let, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell, I wouldn't say, Oh, Stacy, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta really make that last two fifty to hit rank at the, you know, in five days. And I know you can do it and this and that. And in the back of your head, you're like, girl, you better be bonus qualified because I need to keep my rank, you know? <laughs> right. It's so yeah. hard, especially like when you're so dependent on so many other people to hit their rank for you to hit yours, especially if you're like car qualified or bonus qualified and you are accounting on those things because you're like, look, the sales of my business is not what's keeping the food on the table. It's it's these bonuses and these qualifications. So if anybody underneath you doesn't qualify and you don't qualify, you, you're SOL. Sorry. And then better luck next time. 
then the, you get into these tactics of it's against PNP, but people do it anyways, and they buy from other people, right? It's in the PNP. You're not supposed to, but I highly doubt that you know they regulate that. Um, but you no know, no regulation on that whatsoever. <laughs> no, it it is on paper, but you know, it's all self-regulated though. Like in Cinegens, <laughs> I've talked to a couple different people from Cinegens, and they all of them are like, yeah. At the end, when you when you go to check out, there's a little box that says please check here if you sold at least 70% of the product that you have before you're ordering more, but there's no way for you to submit your order without checking that box. And so all of them check it, even though it's not true. Yeah. Like I remember at one point, one of my, and so one of my legs had like, was a really strong leg. And then she had a lot of strong leaders. So um, I remember one of her girls needed to rank up and she needed one one gal uh, who was like I want to say like $12 to hitting her rank and she refused to put an order in and they were like what she's like yeah no 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 I'm I no I'm not gonna do it I mean it was like 12 so 12 or four dollars some significant and like all the leaders of course you know all we have leader chats right we all have our chats and all the uplines and they're like chatter 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 and it comes down but I remember being appalled like what is wrong with her she just needs to put a $12 order in so so and so can hit her rank you know Um, like how selfish of her uh, (laughs) to not spend $12 to help Sally rank I know dare her it was so much like oh my God, she's so dumb and this and that. And that type of, you know, mentality in leadership as I'm sure happens in every, every MLM, but- um, Everyone so far, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing so. Cause again, this is the only, the only, um, the only uh, experience I've experienced. So, <laughs> um, but I just remember that and I remember everyone just being so mean and mad at just this one lady who refused to spend her own money to hit a goal. And, you know, and I remember another time where someone was like halfway to through her goal and, and she couldn't hit it or it was close to end a month. And they were just saying, Oh, she's being lazy or she's, you know, she's not working. She's not working her business, you know? And, um, and then one of the leaders, like exactly, one of the leaders dropped like two hundred and something to have her qualify, and the lady got mad, like she was so upset, like the, the Silas whatever, she was so upset. And so her upline placed like a two hundred dollar order on her downline in order for that downline to hit the rank and qualify this, all the way up, and the downline lady got pissed and the downline lady was like how dare you place a fake order to rank yourself up you bitch she was upset because she was like why would you do that you know she recognized how scammy and unethical it is she was new and she didn't understand how the game was played Roberta (laughs) right Moira she didn't (laughs) she didn't understand how the game was played and looking back I felt really terrible for her uh you know and um, I remember having a new person on my team that had joined. And I remember 
going, oh my God, I need someone to hit their rank so I can keep my, keep my rank, you know, and, and I wasn't really, I wasn't really like, oh my gosh, I need to keep my rank. Oh my gosh, you know, but you, but I was like sweating it. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to lose my rank because I can't, because I need someone on this leg to hit this goal. And so-and-so just got a new girl, but she's only been doing it for like a week. And how is she going to hit that, you know, that, that um, bonus qualify? Because I need her to do that. And so I, I took a hit and um, I took a hit and I lost my rank. You know, and I, I was like, I can't, I can't, you know, I had the money to, I had the money to drop it. I, I took the hit. I was like, I can't do that. Cause she's going to be like, what's going on? Why, why, why is someone three lines up above me buying inventory from me? You know, how do you explain that to your downline? So, I mean, there was so many, so many different things that was wrong with what was going on there. And, um, you know, it was just really bad and it was so, hard to be someone with integrity and trying to make it work and trying to at the time like you know this is a product that people loved and but once you get into leadership and once you get into the whole pyramid whole team lame leg fat leg dead leg you know game you start, you start thinking, uh, you're, you're um, expendable, you know? Yeah. And I don't understand how so many people at the top of these companies, knowing that they know that this is how the game is played, knowing that they've participated in this unethical business practices and these, these scammy tactics to keep their ranks and to hit ranks and to move people around. Because uh, it's literally just a game. Like I don't, I don't understand how they can tell us that we're haters and that we're we're uneducated and we should do our research on multi-level marketing. Um, I don't know how they can sit there and lie to us with a straight face, knowing that they know we're right mm-hmm. and that we've been there and we've played this game and we're exposing this game. And they're still like, no, they just no. they're just bitter for some reason. I don't understand. Oh yeah, when when I it took me a year to leave. And I, I even emailed the company begging to be put on a different team because of all the gaslighting from my upline. Um, oh, so much gaslighting. <laughs> you know, when I ranked, like I think one of their, I ranked into um, their top 2%. I got a postcard as congratulations. I got a postcard. They're like, thanks so much for all you do. <laughs> I got a postcard and then I'm, I'm seeing all these other leaders from all these different other teams. They're getting my purses and, you know, all this stuff for, oh, thank you so much for ranking and, and all this shower of like, you know, love bombing. And, you know, at the time I didn't know that I was just like, wow, they really appreciate their team and mine just suck, you know? (laughs) Um, And uh, I think they know, they know. And and I did a lot of research before I left and it took me about a year to leave. And I mean, how long, how long is a year in MLM years? A but long time. I mean, it's like a month time. in an MLM is a long time. Like for you to have that chip on your shoulder and like that seed planted in you for an entire year, how were you able to hide that from everybody and just act like everything was totally fine and you were still on board with this 
it was really hard um, because, you know, once you talk about leaving, everyone's like, wait, what's wrong? Why, why is Moira leaving? You know, what happened? And um, I took a long time to figure out my exit strategy on how I could leave. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was really hard. I had started listening to the dream. <laughs> Great know, I, started, podcast. Uh, I love, I love the dream podcast. And then I started, I had some ladies on my team who, you know, were kind of doing it for fun and then would question a lot of things. Every time you question something, you know, they hate that. The uplines hated that so much. And I like to think that they did not like me because I questioned things. And since I was able to be in leadership, I went to the retreats and I went to the conventions and, um, you know, and since I had that, I guess the chip on my shoulder, I would see everything out of, you know, set myself out of the, uh, the cult mindset. Yeah. You weren't wearing how... those rose colored glasses. Anymore. Oh, I was not. So you could see it for what it was. Oh, I, I was not at all. And I can understand feeling trapped in an MLM because you've invested so much time. You, you know, you, you built this team and um, during my, you know, kind of waiting it out to leave, I was able to kind of educate myself on what happens when you leave, what is going to be talked about about you, how are they going to keep you to stay, and it's, and I was like, I didn't want any of that, I didn't want any of that, and I didn't want, I didn't want a lot of people to know that I was quitting at all, and because so I didn't, was okay. doing it quietly easier, like in terms of, or, or do you wish you would have just ripped the bandaid off and been done with it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I, um, I have a family member that is still there and they are really high ranking because they were under me. You know, we joined early. All these people that joined early, you know, have built these big teams. So when you are up there in the 2% and you say, I quit and you turn around and walk away, they're like, why would you do that? Why would you throw yeah. thousands of dollars, the potential to earn you know, so much away, you must be done. You must yeah, be. Yeah, what's wrong with Moira? Why would she leave? Yeah, you know, why? And then of course you've got the, um, the lies. I knew there would be lies. And so I, that was one of the things why I was being quiet about it because um, I had told the ladies in my downline closest to me that I was leaving, but I did not say anything to the uplines at all because I knew what would happen. And so when I finally, um, oh, there was convention. There was a convention that we were all gonna go to. And at the time I also started having medical issues. So I had all these medical issues that had prevented me from doing things. And of course, no one cares about your, you know, no one cares about how well you're doing health wise, you know? They're like, oh. Yeah, if you're not performing in the MLM, like you might as well no. just not even show up. No, not at all. Yeah. So I remember convention was coming up and, you know, as a leader, you're like, you're going, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I had my plane tickets. I had my hotel room book. I had my convention tickets. And I had every intention of wanting to go for my last hurrah, I guess. <laughs> and um, 
my doctor was like, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't fly in your condition. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to tell my team that, but I'm not going to tell my uplines that. <laughs> so, you know, that was the beginning of the end because I did not show up to convention. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report, and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the Flow Knit High Rise Boyfriend Jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. 
Get registered there in minutes, and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. And um, and the time from joining and building my own team um, because of how my uplines treated me and the people in my team, people were like, you know, didn't like them. You know, people didn't like them at all. They were always coming around, poking around at the end of the month, trying to make sure everybody ranked up and stuff. Oh, how you doing? How you doing? How can I help you? Who needs to, you know, that type of thing, because, you know, they, they got to keep their rank. And so, um, yeah, that I remember towards the end, it was just like that. And then when I, they didn't know I wasn't going to convention because I wasn't there. You just, so like, they thought you would be there and you just yeah, didn't show I up. I didn't ever. show up. Like all my top girls showed up, but they knew that I wasn't going to be there. And they did not like my uplines that much to not say anything to them. Right. So was, was your phone like blowing up? Like, where are you? Why aren't you here? Are you here? Oh, no. All or, the important no people, one even. All the important people that I cared about knew that I wasn't going to be there. So anybody that would have reached out and said, where are you, Moira? Already uh-huh. knew you weren't going. Yeah. But your upline didn't say anything. That's so passive aggressive. Well, um, because I did that, though, they were able to literally murder me in person. Like, literally, it was it was character assassination because I was not there to physically defend myself. So they just were like, OK, fine. Moira's not showing up. We're just going to tear her down in front of everybody yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that the downline that you actually were friends with are the people that told you that all that happened. Oh yeah. Like wow. in real time, in real time text. This is literally stuff. happening right now. Yeah. Like texting yeah. you. She's but, saying this about you right now. And here's, here's the power of um, manipulation and stuff. They, they, the uplines got into their head about, well, um, you know, I don't know what was said, but they literally threw me under the bus. And then at that moment was when my team was like, um, yeah, we don't know who to believe now. Right. So they placed that seed of doubt in your team's mind. That is how good they are. Wow. And these are ladies that are seasoned in MLM, seasoned 10, 20 years under their belt. Yeah, the mega huns. I like to call yeah. them the mega huns. They're like the final boss in the MLM yeah, I got, fight. Yeah, I like to call them the. I like to call them. What was it? The bully boss babes. Those, <laughs> bully the boss bullies. Babes. Yeah, they're all bully boss babes. They're all That's bully fake. They are all babes. bullies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so then, so so you so you decide to leave Color Street after this all happens. I well I I like I said I emailed um, home office asking to be moved and of course they don't do that <laughs> i mean i looked at the pnp i looked at everything trying to figure out how to get away from these ladies um but the way you know these um these mlms are set up you can't leave yeah you can't move legs around in a pyramid yeah. not load-bearing ones now it'll all crumble 
No. So, um, and then uh, at the time that it happened again, but at the time that I was leaving, I was approached, not I was approached, but I had the opportunity to become a founder for another MLM. And now this one, you said you can't say the name of. I can't say the name of. But I will describe we, it to other people as the the bags that, that MLM Huns would carry because they have the uh, peekaboo pocket. So you could put like your lipstick or your color street or your business cards and people can see inside your bag and go, oh, so that's the MLM we're talking about here. <laughs> yes, correct. And, um, and, you know, at that time, I think... I'm trying to remember because this was a while ago. I'm trying to remember where I was mentally. But um, at the time, I was still high ranking with Color Street. And um, I had to really comb the PNP to figure out okay, well, if I become a founder of another MLM, can I, how can I? I think you can only be in one MLM when you're at a certain rank. Like, you, I mean, you know, you have all these ladies who are in like five different MLMs, but as soon as you hit like that black status, you're not allowed to be with anybody else, but that one MLM. Yeah, that's, so, that's a pretty standard. I think across most MLMs is once you get up to the really tippity toppity, like 0.0 percentages, mm -hmm. they don't allow you to compete with any other MLM. Like you need to be ride or die for the one that you've <laughs> chosen. Very true. And so, uh, with this one, I was so interested. Now, I was still like chipping my shoulder, MLMs, you know, this is really terrible. Oh, okay, so there's this new one and they're looking for founders, right? And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, this, isn't, this is not working out over here. But a part of me wanted to experience that. Yeah, and being it was, at the top of the pyramid. Yeah, and it, again, this was not about the money. Um, I think the thing that had that I had that was different from a lot of peop women, people, well, specifically women who join MLMs are needing to earn that income, you know, the money, got to get that money. Um, and I fortunately, um, you know, uh, I was, again, still a stay-at-home mom and, um, you know, our family wasn't reliant on my extra income. This is supposed to be extra income. And now it has become like a two, three year um, pain in the side, losing money left and right, right? So my poor husband, oh, my poor husband. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, what do I do? This feels like an opportunity to join. Um, but were you also seeing the red flags from like oh, LuLaRoe and Color Street too? Yeah. I, I You're was. like, there's a lot of red flags, but there's a really big green one too. <laughs> and I can't ignore yeah. that really big green one, no matter how many little red ones there are. I think, I think the thing that really, now, that the thing that really kind of pushed me into like hitting, you know, not drawing, but, you know, to sign up for it was, this is a rare opportunity to become a founder of, you know, this new MLM. You are going to be a founder. I mean, who you're gonna be a founder of this MLM. And I kept thinking, Ooh, I wonder what this is all about. <laughs> how is this, how much is this going to cost me to experience this, um, being a part of the literal ground floor. And, um, like I said, I can't mention too much about it and, um, cause I don't want to get in trouble, but it was, it was a, um, 
<laughs> it was a train wreck. Oh my God, it was a train wreck. It was a train wreck. They weren't prepared the to be an MLM? No, it was a train wreck from the beginning. Like, I think this is my opinion only, but I thought that they, so here's the setting. We are starting an MLM. Would you like to be a founder? Would you be like to be part of the ground floor opportunity? For only $500, you can be a founder. You can sign up and be the number one line, you know, you know whatever, the, the number one line on top of the pyramid. And, um, and I was like, huh, what is that all about? Is it going to be worth that much money to go down that rabbit hole? I mean, I was already kind of leaning towards anti-MLM, but I'm like, I was like, I want to know, because when I was in high school, I wanted to do journalism and all that. And I'm like, I want to know what's going on here. And this is an op opportunity. So um, I was going to join and not tell any of my, uh, uh, any of my other ladies in the, in my other MLM, right? Ooh, you sneaky, sneaky. And girl. then I was like, but what if I, I can't keep this to myself. You know, I mean, I'm gonna right. Like, I got to bring all my downline over here. I think I need the second leg. <laughs> no, it was like, I was like, oh, oh, do I tell people they don't? I don't know. Anyway, long story short, I got three other ladies to sign up too. So three other ladies lost five hundred dollars. You know, and I'm, you know, I have so much remorse over that, by the way, um, because I had one lady that was saving up her money to get something. Instead, she was like, okay. You know, and it wasn't like they were, they weren't joining my team. They were joining the company. So these were going to be my, you know, other, you know, founders with me. You have that guilt for uh, bringing them in and, and, and getting them to also lose $500 as well. Yeah. But it was, mm -hmm. it was the, it was the, and this is when they get into your head about like, you know, you could be this founder, you can be this huge, important person. And that none of that was important to me. If someone, you know, if you knew me, I, I'm like the least person to be like, yeah, put me on the billboard, you know, I want to be the, you know, face of so-and-so. <laughs> but I think the thing that bothered me the most, other than getting, telling them about it, was that I knew deep down inside that they would jump at that. So, you know, they're looking for founders and and, you know, for 500 bucks, you can be a founder too and put slap that underneath your name. And so a lot of people, they were counting on a lot of people to join because they didn't hit their goal of how many they were going to sign up for founders. I'm not even sure that it's still an MLM anymore. I, I don't, I don't know either, but I think it was such a train wreck in the beginning that, um, you know, I, I haven't been keeping up with it, but it was such a train wreck. And then they went after so many founders, like legally. So that's why I was really want to keep this as anonymous as possible because. Right. No, I completely understand that. Yeah. And I've, I've heard that before too, you know, MLMs will come after people that, that speak ill of them, even if it is true, it's unfortunate. I know, so, so what were the, the commonalities that you saw in between these companies that you were like, okay, these are all, this is all not my fault. These are all scams. These are all the same thing. What were the, the things that you noticed most? Um, the most 
I will note, I've noticed is that, um, you know, they were, it was all about positivity. Positive, I can't say that word. You're going to have to edit that, that out. Toxic positivity. Yeah. The most of it was so all toxic positivity. And at the time, I didn't realize it. At the time, I didn't, I didn't even know what gaslighting was until, until I was literally ganged up on by my uplines in Color Street on a phone call that my husband sat and listened to while these ladies tore me apart. And, um, you know, I didn't even know what that was. And then I had went on my Facebook and spoke vaguely about it to my closest friend. And they were like, oh, they were gaslighting you. And I'm like, what's that? And then that opened up a whole new vocabulary for me of gaslighting. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Checks, checks out all the boxes. And, and then you go into the, um, how toxic the environment is. And, and at the time while you're in there, you're like, you don't understand, you don't understand that all of this fanfare, this is love bombing and, and making you feel good. Oh my God. One of the things that my uplines would tell me, they always made me want to feel like, oh, you're such a rock star. You know, one of the, on one of the leaders retreat, like they spent so much time, you know, getting you to think how amazing you are. You're so amazing. You're a, like, you're going to be like a celebrity once you hit your rank. And I was like, no, you know, I, that's, no, <laughs> that's not important to me, but okay. You know, and, um, and I just saw through it all. Like with that ship that I had, I saw through all of it. And I just kind of sat, I sat there and um, just quietly took notes. Now you mentioned that while you were in Color Street that you had brought on a family member that was underneath you that's still in. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk to us a little bit about that dynamic? Um, I, when I decided to leave, it was one of those things where um, you had to decide, okay, well, my husband um, said it really well. He was like, are you ready to burn that bridge? because that family member did not see all that I saw. And I, I think that's one of the things that took me so long to quit too, was like, how do I quit? Because when I do, A, B, and C is gonna happen and I'm gonna have to be okay with that. You know, I'm gonna have to be okay with that and figure out how to live with that because that person isn't going to leave no matter how much you tell them um, for one reason or another. And um, so I had to real, I had to really burn that bridge when I left. It's unfortunate because I mean, multi-level marketing, they are cults. And that's something that cults do. If you are not 100% with the cult, you're kicked out. Even if the person that, that you're in with is your husband or your wife or your brother or your sister or your mother or your father or a cousin or a neighbor or a best friend. It doesn't matter who these people are because the cult is where the loyalty lies. And so even if you're incredibly close and have been best friends forever, if you don't choose the cult too, they really have no choice if they're loyal, but to cut you out, unfortunately. And so you still don't talk to this person. And how long has it been? I'm um, going on two years now. 
Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's really difficult. And one thing that I learned leaving the MLM is um, it might not be true right now because the anti-MLM movement here in America is getting huge. But when I was leaving, um, I was in the groups, you know, all the Facebook groups and um, a lot of the support that I could find was online. Cause you, you know, you, you don't have a lot of support physically. And this was before, you know, before COVID. Um, but a lot of the ladies that I spoke to or joined a support group was based like in the UK. Like, um, you know, I mean, where do you, there's no thing to Google, like where do I go after MLMs or, um, because it's, it's a lot on you physically, a lot mentally when you leave. And, um, you know, you're, you have, like I had a team of like, you know, my downline was like 300 plus, you know, that's how deep wow. my, that's how deep my, uh, my pyramid yeah. went. Yeah. And um, so once you leave, you, you lose that entire network of friends. Um, you lose everything. Yeah. You know, and even when I left, I knew the people who would stay with me and who would support me. I knew the people who would leave with me. I had a few people leave with me. And I knew the people who would stay and I knew the people who would fake be sad that I left, you know, and that all, all those things played out when I left. Yeah. I experienced all of that as well. So you were definitely not alone in that experience. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I'm, I love the fact that, you know, you have this podcast to give voices to people who felt like they didn't have any voice. And I, yeah. there's still people who have no voices. And because they think that when you leave, they want you to shut up and just go out the door, you know, and a lot of it has to do with shame. I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. I love Simon Sinek. Oh my gosh. I was reading his book when I was trying to figure out how to lead my team. Then I realized, you know, that you know, it's, it was not going to happen. in MLM. Simon Sinek actually <laughs> spoke at LuLaRoe's convention in 2016. He spoke oh, on Oh man. But I love his books. He has great leadership books. I love um, his books. These MLMs love to take legitimate leadership and and business strategy oh. books and and twist them to their their little game. <laughs> yes. And um I I see how like I want to call it the MLM mindset, business mindset. I see that creeping into like um, businesses that aren't even MLM, you know, like I can be like, that sounds like a MLM. Oh, it isn't. Huh? Weird. Okay. Because yeah. There's a lot of that toxic positivity and that cult mindset. It is. And you don't see it when you're in it. That's the thing you don't see. It. And now people call us haters. Oh my gosh. I hate that word so much. Uh, you know, people call us haters, um, losers or, oh, she couldn't make it. She couldn't cut She's so bitter. Oh yeah, I know. You're always so negative. And like, like my friends that are closest to me, which I thank God did not burn bridges when I was selling stuff. Cause I wasn't that person to be like, Oh, buy my, you know, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. I can buy my stuff. What about this week? What about next month? Um, I was like, Oh, if you like it, you like it. You know, um, you know, my friends would be like, 
I never would think that Moira would act this way or, or um, you know, be that. I mean, I loved it when my former downlines attacked me on my personal Facebook and my friends would be like, no, you shut up, you know, you do not get to say this because this is not who she is, you know, and, um, you know. You're so lucky to have such wonderful friends that supported you when you left your MLM too. Um, like you said, you know, just a second ago that this movement is growing. And when you and I left our MLMs, there wasn't nearly as much support as there is now there. The dream podcast didn't exist when I left. Um, you know, there, there was a couple anti MLM groups or like anti LuLaRoe groups that I joined, but for the most part, it was incredibly hard to find. And I've talked to my friend, Haley uh, O'Brien on this before. She's a, a counselor and she works with mental health um, and people that leave high conflict groups like cults and, and MLMs. And it's, it's something that um, I don't think a lot of people understand that how, how much MLMs are like cults and these high conflict and these high demand groups really, really are just so, I can't even think of the right word, but like, it's, it's a problem and there's not a lot of support for us out there. And we're going through this by ourselves and we're thinking, I'm crazy. Everyone else is telling me that MLM is great and they have all this success and they're all faking it till they can make it. And no one's making oh, it, you know, everyone's yes. faking it. Oh, and, that was like the theme song. Like, like it's your, it's your fault, but then you find, you, you look and you find these groups and all of a sudden you're realizing, oh my God, it's not just me. And you start to heal mentally. So mm -hmm. did you also experience, because it sounds like you did maybe, the, the feeling of almost leaving an abusive relationship or, or the feeling of loss and going through these stages of grief, mentally leaving, like leaving MLM and being angry. Oh, yes. And, and going through all of these different stages of grief. Yes, definitely. And um, I, I definitely having to go through the stages of grief and uh, ang I don't know if I was angry. Was I angry? I, I'm sure I was angry, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's still going, I'm still grieving. I'm still trying to process things. And what is this like almost two years later? I mean, I think 2020, I just fell asleep and, you know, thank God I wasn't doing it in 2020. I oh can handle gosh, that. I couldn't even imagine, <laughs> but you know, it was, um, you go through all that and I'm so grateful that there's so many so many information, so much information and things out there for people trying to leave or um, looking for support. Like, I think I'm still trying to figure out what, how we can get the word out to tell people where certain places are that you can be in, where you're safe, you can talk about what happened and you're not going to be attacked or anything like that because, you know, you go from your team of all these ladies that are so supporting you, like, oh my gosh, my team, my tribe, to sitting in the dark by yourself, trying to um, find the light and trying to find support. And the people, there's so many people who don't know, 
what everyone goes through. I mean, I'm so glad that you have your podcast and a lot of us are able to share our experiences. And you had said earlier in our conversation um, before this podcast is that, you know, we all have similar stories, which is important, you know, to get out there that they're similar, but at the same time, they're different. And um, it affects so many people and people, people don't realize that. Like, you know, the average, the average person, mom, they're like, oh, you know, I, so, I know someone who sells oils and, oh, I just do it for fun or, you know, I'm just selling it for fun. I do it for the discount. And so they don't realize how toxic MLMs are because, you know, it's, I, it's not well known. No. And it's, it's, it's crazy. The, the amount of, I, even, even now when I'm doing research for these episodes and, and I'm talking to somebody that was an Amway or something, and I'm doing research before I'm finding articles from before I was even in MLM that talks about how toxic and horrible MLM is. And I'm like, why was I not Googling is MLM a scam? Why was I only Googling is LuLaRoe a scam? Um, because that MLM got to hide for a while before it was exposed as a scam and it hurt a lot of us before that and you the same thing with especially joining companies that are new there's not a lot of information and so you're the guinea pig you're the one that's going to jump in and either make it or whatever um ah man yeah so I want you to know that you're not alone in any of this and I'm going to give you permission to forgive yourself for not only, you know, because all of us are victims and perpetrators, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard concept to that's- grasp, to say, oh my gosh, like I was a victim, but I also victimized other people, whether intentional or not. So I'm giving you permission to forgive yourself because you were a victim and you perpetuated the scam because you trusted people. And that's not a reason to feel bad. You know, you thought you were doing something good. And that's the whole reason for this podcast. And I appreciate you saying that, you know, that you're happy that, that it, it exists and that it is a resource for people, because I wish that, like I said, when I left, that there were more than just two groups to join. Um, because those first couple months leaving MLM, when I was angry and scared and sad and heartbroken and crushed and betrayed I just didn't want to feel alone I just wanted to feel validated and be like okay I'm not crazy here's a hundred other people that experienced the same exact thing that everybody told me was a one-time thing and that's and that's so important to feel that way too because um, when I left, I, when I left, I had some friends that were like, oh yeah, you know, um, that's, this is how I feel too. And, and, um, what I went through when I was in Avon, you know, six years ago, but a lot of people don't really talk about that because you go back to being, you know, being that shame that Brene Brown talks so much about is the shame, right? Shame keeps you from doing so much. Yeah. MLMs have perpetuated this stigma that if you don't fail, if you don't succeed in this industry, that's the cutting edge, best industry to join in the world in America, the most 
boasts the most millionaires, like all these bullshit lies that aren't real. That if you're not 100% into it, that, you know, you're some sort of hater and some sort of loser. And how dare you not understand how amazing this is? I'm like, it's a cult. One of the things that will stay with me for probably the rest of my life is my um, former upline would always say, choose joy. Choose joy, Moira. Choose joy. How about this one? I'm going to trigger you. Ready? Okay. Assume innocence, Moira. (laughs) You got to fake it till you make it. Oh my gosh. We can keep going on with all the memes. Yeah. They're in every single one. They're true. Platitude is bullshit. (laughs) Oh, it's true. So now you're out. Now you're on the other side of it. You're anti-MLM. You're, you're in the comments, you're in the groups, you're, you know, sharing your experience a little bit, commenting on things. How does it feel? (laughs) (laughs) Right now I'm in the shadows a little bit. (laughs) You've seen me. Um, I, I feel, I feel like, you know, it's, I just feel very helpful to other people who, um, especially, especially in the, um, the support groups, like if you go to Facebook right now and, and do a search for, you know, MLM support group, or I don't know, it's probably not right. Like anti <laughs> support group or, you know, um, and look for the groups that, you know, come up. I haven't done that in months now. So I'm hoping there are more options and groups. Um, I will go right after our, you know, podcast. But um, being in the group is, has been, you know, some a very healing for me to talk about what happened to me, um, to support people who are thinking about leaving uh, or have left, um, you know, because everyone needs that. And, and people who are in the MLM, they're going to do all they can to make you feel like poop for either leaving or wanting to leave. And again, that's all the brainwashing. Years and years of brainwashing and gaslighting. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You know, here's a good example that I hear people say. Um, If your business opportunity is so great, then how come you have to constantly tell people that it's not a scam? Like they, they trained us on what to say when, when people bring up the P word, you know, and you're like, why why do you need to train me on how to not like how to defend pyramid scheme allegations? No other business I've ever worked for has had that. Why do we need to learn this? You must have been in a horrible company that that's, that's it. That's it, Roberta. You haven't found the right MLM to join. You haven't found the right upline, the right team to help you succeed and shine like a shooting star, you know? Moira, I'm so sorry that you've had such a bad experience in the past. I assure you that my business would never do that to you. We really care about our consultants. And joking aside, they're going to find, they they are going to find and they will find and they are finding women 
right now with all the information out on the internet to still join. Like I and take advantage of those vulnerabilities. It is. And it's like, you know, I've lost I've lost another one to um what is it, the pharmacy or whatever, whatever new one is. Oh my god. That's like the I hate the names of MLM companies. It's it the way that it's spelled, it makes me think that it's pharmacy. And that is how I will always say it. I don't care if it's pharmacy, I'll call it pharmacy because That's, M- that's what it looks like. And Monat. Monat and pharmacy. Is it Monat or Monet? It's Monet. It's supposed, so it's supposed to be modern and nature. That's what yeah, I, it's Monet. It? But I yeah. say Monat because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of these interviews, when we're done talking and our face hurts so much from laughing at the ridiculousness, I like to ask these rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I think so. Hold on. Let me sip my tea. By the way, I got this cup right when I was leaving MLMs. I love it. It says awaken. (laughs) She's like, I am awoken. (laughs) I I had changed my profile in my um, back office to that photo. It's amazing. (laughs) We won't tell anybody that you did that. All right. One word that encompasses how you feel about MLM. Toxic. One warning to somebody who wants to join an MLM. Run. Away. (laughs) That's one word. Oh, you can use as many words as you want on that (laughs) one. Um, What is the worst MLM in your opinion? Oh, man. Can I say they're all worst? Because yeah. there's not a good one. <laughs> there's no, there is no, there's good, no one. good one. Um, the hardest lesson that you learned in multi-level marketing. Not to always trust somebody. God, that was a really difficult lesson to learn, huh? It was very, very difficult because I was, and still am, I like to think, a very nice person. And that has I, been my experience in our talk that you were just the sweetest, most kind thing ever. Aww, it's just a beautiful you. smile. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's one thing. That's one thing. All right. And last, because I like to end it on a positive note and not a toxic positive note, but an actual positive note, a positive takeaway from your time in multi-level marketing. I think a very Though very, very hard to think of positive about what I learned is that I can get through anything, I think. That might be one of my most favorite answers of all time. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.